This is Anthony and Areno, and you're listening to In the Arena. One of the questions I'm most frequently asked through the contact page at thesalesblog.com is what do I recommend in the way of a simple CRM for a small team or a growing team in a small or medium-sized business that isn't complex, that isn't super expensive, that's going to allow them to go out and do the work they need to do with their customers, to be able to have the tools that they need to manage the sales force to be up and running very, very quickly and with all of the things that you need without all the external things that have been bolted onto many CRMs that make it difficult for people to use. And for a long time, I've had nothing to recommend in that regard, but I have some friends at SAP and as we were exploring working together, I spent some time on their CRM and I think it's worth a look. If you're interested in growing your business with a very simple all-in-one CRM that's going to serve your needs without you paying for a lot of the things that you don't need, you want to take a look uh, at the link here in the show notes and go out and check out SAP's digital CRM. And I'll tell you a few of the things that I like about it. I think that the most interesting thing about it is that you're going to be able to get up and running really quickly. You're going to have the ability to manage your contacts, which you need to do because that's the foundation of your relationships. You're going to be able to manage your opportunities. And a couple things that are super important to me, I think, are you're going to be able to personalize it to fit your company and the way that you work. And you're also going to find a CRM that was actually designed for mobile instead of having mobile as something that comes later. And at $22 per user per month, you literally can't beat that price. So if you need a simple all-in-one CRM that's going to serve you and that's going to serve your company without you paying for more than you need and without needing a bunch of programmers to help you build things, you want to go check out SAP's Digital CRM. Hit the link in the show notes and check out SAP Digital CRM. Last year sometime, I was browsing Facebook and an advertisement for a journal called Self Journal ended up in my feed. And I clicked on the link and I checked it out. And I was so interested in the thoughtfulness that went into creating something that would actually be a useful tool for designing your goals, designing your life, and then pursuing those that I picked up a copy of it and then immediately bought a copy for everyone on my team. And I brought Alan Brower onto this show to talk about productivity, to talk about goal setting, to talk about the things that we know psychologically that work to help move you from where you are towards your goals so that you can complete them and basically live the life that you designed for yourself. And I think that this conversation is an important conversation, and I think the journal is a wonderful tool. So this is Alan Brower of bestself.co in the arena. Hey, Alan, how are you? 
Good, Anthony. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thanks for joining me here, man. Absolutely. You know, the way that I came in contact with you, your work, and your company was Facebook. And I am somebody who is super, super vigilant about my time and productivity. And I I mean, I get up at 4.30 in the morning. I go to bed at 9.30. I'm extremely disciplined about what I do, planning weeks ahead of time and blocking time on the calendar and I'm I'm meticulous about that. So I find this this ad for this journal on Kickstarter, right? Yeah, it was it, it was originally on Kickstarter. Yeah. And good. I'm glad my marketing's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I find this thing on Kickstarter and I'm like, okay, it's a planner. And then I watch the video and I get sucked in. And uh, I get sucked in because of what you put inside the planner and the thinking that went into it. And so it was Mm -hmm. the thinking that attracted me to it. And I want to talk about a couple of the things and what your research showed. And and you and your partner, you did research, sort of uh, self-discovery research too. You were actually applying these concepts to your own work. Yeah, before you got into this. So I want to start by, by just talking about goal setting mm-hmm. and the magic of a 13 week roadmap and the journal even comes with like a 13 week you know almost like a little whiteboard laid out for you so tell me about about the magic that happens there sure so the journal is based around a 13 week goal setting system so the reason why we choose 13 weeks is because everyone plans in years similar to like a new year's resolution Right. So when you plan a New Year's resolution, there's some crazy statistics saying that there's 90% or 95% of New Year's resolutions no one ever follows through on. I, I think it's probably closer to like 99.8%, but probably. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> in that neighborhood. Yeah. And what happens is it just leaves too much time to procrastinate. Yeah. So what we do is we bring that finish line a little bit closer and we base it around 13 weeks, which is essentially three months or one quarter of the year. So if you operate your business or your sales cycle or do any sort of tracking that way, quarters is perfect. And what that does is it leaves enough room for you to actually gain momentum, but also not procrastinate because the finish line is always in sight. So that's why we choose 13 weeks as that goal setting framework. And and it's interesting, I think, because I think all of our experiences, we weigh overestimate what we can do in a week and we way underestimate what we can do in a year. And and it's just this distortion of time where we can say, oh, I still have time left to reach this goal. And so I don't have to take any action today because I have so much time left. And by moving that deadline forward, you don't have time not to do it. Exactly. And so you're causing that. Tell me, I'm going to just, I'm going through the journal here and we're probably, I'm just pitching the journal to people. So I'm a sales guy. We'll just say it straight up. It's a useful, useful tool. And I'm somebody who's skeptical. So I think this is a good way to explain people to people how to be more productive by walking them through. Why is this journal? Why do I think that it's worth having you on here? Because I think you've done something that's super useful. And I'm a guy who I like practical, useful thinking and tools. And that's what this is. Mm -hmm. The morning gratitude section and the evening gratitude section. Let's cover the morning and the evening together. Because I'm a person who has a, you know, a discipline routine on both of those that is sort of a giant checklist that I go through. Why is it important to do the, the gratitude at the beginning and the end of the day? 
Sure. So by bookending your day with gratitude, it actually allows you to start the morning thinking of positive things, which then in turn sets you up for a subconscious reticular activating system, RAS is what they call that, right. to see other positive things in your life come to fruition. So it just makes you more grateful for the things that you do have, because we also live in a world where go, 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 keep pushing, keep grinding, keep hustling. And what happens is we're not grateful for the stuff that we, that we have already or that we have worked really hard for. So that's what we wanted to instill in that. What are your three for today, if you can, sh- if you can share them? So I actually switched this up. So instead of writing three things that I'm grateful for each morning, what happens, and I'm one of those people, what happens is people sometimes write the same three, three things down. Yep. And they do that week over week, and then it do, it just doesn't have any juice anymore. You write your family, you write your dog, you write the cup of coffee, you, you know, the sunshine, and it's the same thing over and over again, and it just loses it, its juice. So what I actually do is I write one thing down that I'm grateful for, and then th- three reasons why. Oh, interesting. Nice change up. Yeah, and I actually learned that from Marie Forleo. Yeah. Tell me what's your one thing today. Coffee would be a good enough answer for me. I would accept that one. (laughs) It's not coffee. It's the fact that I live on the water and the boat is actually in the water today. So that's what I'm grateful for. (laughs) That's nice. And you don't have to tell me all the reasons. Nope. You can guess. (laughs) Yes. No doubt about it. I think that's so important. You know, you can wake up and you can say, I'm sick of everybody's BS you know, and you can watch the news or listen to that in the morning. Oh, that's a horrible way to start your day. Yeah. And it's a horrible way to start your day. So you, you, the first thing you do is you pick up a set of glasses that are painted with negativity and you put them on your face first thing in the morning. And I think that hurts people. And I think if you even take enough time to just say, remember to reflect on, you know, you've got your health, you've got people in your life that love you and care about you. You probably, that that's probably, if you have your health and some people that love you, that you love, you probably have everything really, but that at the end of your life, that's what you're going to say. This is what I'm really grateful for. Sure. But you need to be reminded of that because there's so much negativity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about writing down your goal again and again and again. So I'm a freak. And before the self journal came about, I used to write my goal down three times, <laughs> three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> but when Catherine, my business partner designed the self journal, we kept that space in there for to write down your goal each and every day because back to the reticular activating system, RAS, similar to you hear the analogy, oh, you just bought a red car or one car. And then after you buy it, you see that car everywhere. You're like, wait, I must have bought a popular car. It's it's, that's not the reason. It's because your subconscious finally (laughs) picks up on all of that. So the same thing goes when you actually write your goals down. Now you have to write it down. You have to actually put pen to paper. You can't put it in an app or have it on on repeat to be sent to you via text message every morning. But you actually have to write that down. For that to work, right? Correct. Yeah. And what happens is because you write it down each and every day, you pick up on things and opportunities that will help you get closer to that goal. And it will start helping you take action and see opportunities that you can then capitalize on to get towards that goal. Now, let me start here making a few modifications. And I I will tell you, I have a tough time putting pen to paper with this journal, specifically because my handwriting is so bad in pen, it's even worse. 
And then when people come back to read this record at some point in history, they're going to think I was writing in hieroglyphics or Arabic of some sort. But with pencil, it's a little bit better. And I can also, I can go back and correct things when I need to. I think it's an important point you make, though. Some things can't be automated. And so the, the physical act of writing the goal again and again and again does something different than having it on a document on your screen. It's not the same thing. And I think it's an important thing for people to understand conceptually. Now, here's where things get a little bit clunky for me. Today's targets, I will do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's targets on Sunday. Okay. And so I would plan those out far earlier. But you give people the opportunity to in whatever form they're going to do this. And I, I am just brutally disciplined about my weeks and what I'll give time to. So I would do those targets a week in advance because I do a lot of work on Saturday and Sunday to make my week effective. But this is giving somebody a chance to say, if I only got these three things done, these three targets towards my goal, I'm productive already, right? Yep, absolutely. And tell me more about that. Yeah. So we only have a limited amount of time in the day, as you know. And if we put in front of us the three targets, the three main things that we should get done in that day that would make the day successful, it will help leverage you into the next day. So say you put down three things. If you get one of those three things done, it will help you on Tuesday. And then it will help you again on Wednesday and so on and so forth. And what you do is you just build a habit of taking action and getting huge important tasks done in the limited amount of time that that you have. Yeah, my advice on productivity is that it's not how fast you work. And people say, I want to work smarter. It's not how smart you work. And it's not how hard you work. It's are you doing the most important thing that you should be doing right now? Mm -hmm. And there's so much when you write down your goal and the way that this is broken down for people that are listening and haven't seen this yet, we'll get a link here in the podcast. You're choosing three big outcomes. And you're working towards big goals with actions and tasks. And if you're doing the most important thing that moves that goal forward day after day, it's massive progress, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me what your experience is with people. And there's a whole community that's built around this process. And I went out to, I think, Instagram and saw all the pictures of people's journals with what what they're doing in them and writing in them. And some people have... like six colors. I mean, they're they're really deeply, deeply entrenched in this process and you can see it. What's the feedback that you're getting, you and Catherine, on, on the journal itself from the people who are using it and the results that they're producing around this? It's ton. So to paint the picture, we created this selfishly for ourselves because Catherine and I were spinning our wheels trying to run multiple companies simultaneously. And we needed a focus specifically on the important tasks that needed to be done. So what we did, we did a bunch of research, we got mentors, went to conferences, read a bunch of books, and we actually started implementing these tactics and methodologies on ourselves first. And what we did, we found some things that worked, some things that didn't, and we kept doing and doubled down on the things that worked. The things that worked stayed in the journal. And what we started out as we we said, hey, uh, I want to make this for ourselves. And we went to other entrepreneurs and said, hey, would you use this in your business? Would you use this in your business? And what we found was people started using the self-journal in their businesses and they would double their business every three months. 
we have one of our customers who's inside our community and he's doubled his business three times in the span of one year. That is incredible. What do you attribute that to knowing, knowing the person and knowing the results that you're helping other people get by this level of focus on goals and outcomes? What it does, it holds you accountable. It holds you accountable for yourself. We live in a society where we lose track of our time. Everything's trying to grab our, our attention, whether it's the news, whether it's your friends, whether it's Instagram, whether whatever it may be, is getting and grabbing your attention because that's how they make money. So what you find is when you start using the self-journal, you start holding yourself accountable for your time. And once you start holding yourself accountable for your time, you sort of brush off everything that's useless that you that really uh, that you realize is not bringing you any more joy or happiness or getting you any closer to the person that you want to be and you strip all that out and now you just fill it with productive useful time that's meaningful to you in your life is it your experience i'll share mine my my experience is that productivity comes from doing what's most important and it takes a lot less time than people think it does i mean if if you give your most important project 90 solid undistracted minutes every single day it's shocking how fast you actually produce results mm-hmm. is that your is is that yours too is that it's it's not grinding it out for 16 hours no and we do not promote that at all so we i me personally so here's what i used to do in my business saturday would come around and go finally a weekend where i don't have any calls or meetings or anything scheduled now I can just focus on on the business and, and getting things done. And what I would end up doing, I would work 18 hours on Saturday. I'd work another 18 hours on Sunday. And then by the time Monday morning rolled around, I would be exhausted and shot. And most people do this. They pull all-nighters and they try to go, 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 go. And in reality, what happens is you get burnt out. And then you hit the dip and then you need time to recover. And then you do that cycle all over again. And what happens is you never f- finish anything. So what we like to do and what I found that works most successfully for anyone and everyone is consistent daily bite-sized action. So if you can commit to one hour, 90 minutes, two hours of really focused work to get you to your goal each and every day and just make that a habit and do it at the same time every day, whether you wake up in the morning and, and you run or whether you wake up in the morning and you work on your side project or whether you wake up in the morning or before after you put the kids to bed, you make it that time there, you will actually get and hit your goal if you just do that slow and consistent action each and every day. Tell me, I just, I'm going to run through a couple things real quick and you can share anything you want to. Yeah. I just want to tell people that this is actually worth going and looking at. The evening routine includes going over your wins, which I think is, is really important. And I, I've often told people that if you didn't do something brag worthy, you weren't productive. I mean, you need to do something that you're that's just worth bragging about. Like, I just wrote my second book, and you know, there would be days where I sat down and I wrote forty five hundred words and just crushed it. And it, I mean, totally brag worthy. Like forty five hundred words out of sixty thousand for a book, you feel great when you get that yeah. done. It's worth bragging about. You you got a lot of big chunk of work done, and then the lessons learned. And if you don't take the time to think about what did I learn today and how am I going to leverage that in the future to to do even more? 
I think it's a mistake. And then you've got this reflect and and you've also got this little tracking here for habits. And for me, it's things like I can drink all of the coffee in the world. And when people say, how much coffee do you drink every day? I say, how much is there? And however much there is, that's how much I'll drink. But I'm terrible with water. I will not drink water for hours and then drink a 32 ounce glass, you know, because I forgot to drink water all day. So that's a habit. You have to play catch up. (laughs) Yeah, I try to play catch up, which is not the same as drinking water all day. And so you've got this habit, this activity, this goal tracker, that's a, a useful little hack to just remind yourself with your journal open, which I think is super, super cool to to look at that and say, you know, am I doing this every day? And and that's in a, a sort of a weekly section. So the whole thing makes really good sense to me. And I think it's an impressive piece of work that you guys put together. Thank you very much. And worth looking at. Now, I just want to ask you a couple other questions while I've got you. What did you learn during a Kickstarter campaign? And I want you to just go ahead and and talk about something bragworthy and the success of that campaign, because you guys did a good job there. Thank you. So for your audience that doesn't know, we launched the self-journal on Kickstarter, because like I said, we, we wanted to create this selfishly, but we really wanted it for ourselves. But we said, hey, let's put this out there and see if other people would like this too. And people loved it. So we were funded within 28 hours, and I'm still a little upset that I can't say within 24 hours, but <laughs> in 28 hours, we were 100% funded and we ended up with $323,000 in revenue at the end of our 30 day campaign. That is 10,000 units sold, 6,000 customers right off the bat in, in month one. <laughs> and that tells you how important this concept of productivity and managing yourself, which is what the journal is really about, is what I call me management. That is how important this idea is to people. Mm-hmm. And it's a legit business now, right? Yeah. So we launched that product. Catherine and I had a, a business prior to that. It was a, another product-based business. And we said, hey, let's develop this product for ourselves. And that was one product that we launched inside our other company. And we actually enjoyed working in the productivity, performance, and positivity space so much that we said, let's build an entire business around this. So actually, we built an entire brand based around helping people become the best versions of themselves through online courses, through our other products, through office products that we're launching, so on and so forth. Very good. I mean, it, it's a great story. And that that's not an insignificant amount of money to pull off Kickstarter for a paper-based journal. I mean, they have so many things that you're competing for attention for, even on Kickstarter. Absolutely. A lot of tech stuff. And so to just get this sort of primal and say, look, it's about you. Mm-hmm. It's about who you're going to be. And using a paper-based journal to decide what's important to you and get that work done to have that kind of response, I think is super, super cool that there's a a community of people who care this deeply and you've got a big community now. Huge, huge. What's next? What's next? We are launching new products to help you be more productive in your either home office, your co-working space or your business office, wherever you, you go to work. And then from there, we're developing more content that we just want to give away for anyone who doesn't have the resources or just wants to learn more about being productive and learn how to do it themselves without the use of any of our tools. Cool. And then on top of this, you have other business interests. And I want to, I saw you pop up on my Facebook feed doing something live the other day. 
Yes. So I actually coach and mentor other entrepreneurs who want to follow in in our journey in building this business, building Best Self Co. We've actually expanded incredibly. We now have 22 employees. We're worldwide. We have three fulfillment centers, one in the UK, one in the US, and one in Australia. We are growing by leaps and bounds. And uh, so now I, I sort of mentor and coach one-on-one people uh, to figure out what levers to pull to be as productive and as systematized as, pro- as possible in their business so they can move from being the one-man entrepreneur to now focus on the long-term vision of what they want their business to be and what systems they have to put in place to get there. That's awesome. And congratulations on your success. And I appreciate you coming on to share this. I think this is something worth people's time and attention. Where do you want me to send people to find out more about you? You can send people to Facebook or turnonthehustle.com. And actually, we give away a lot of free stuff. If if your audience wants uh, a free self-journal, just go to bestself.co. We actually give away a free PDF download so they can see firsthand what that's all about and everything. We'll put a link there too. Thanks so much for being on, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. That was Alan Brower. You can find him at bestself.co. You'll find that in the show notes. You can also find him at alanbrower.com. You'll also find that in the show notes. I'm Anthony Anarino. You can find me at thesalesblog.com where I publish every day. You can also find me at youtube.com forward slash Anarino where I also publish a daily vlog. Go check those out when you do subscribe to both the newsletter on the blog and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I will see you next time in the arena. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.